You're listening to Nerds on Film with Brian Moriarty, David McGuire, and Sarah Ashley. Welcome to Nerds on Film. I'm Brian Moriarty. I'm David McGuire. And I'm Sarah Ashley. (laughs) I'm the fabulous Nightcrawler from the Munich Circus, yeah? (laughs) With us tonight, we have our regular guest, Robert, back with us. Thank you for being here, Robert. Yes. (laughs) Wait, wait, guys, guys, guys. We have to introduce Sean Connery. He just walked into the building. Sean Connery. My God. Thank you for... Thank you so much for Sir Sean Connery. Sir Sean Connery. You are a legend, sir. We have with us a knight of the realm. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So we we literally took 45, actually 55 minutes to get started on this podcast tonight because we just got, we were just going through these different... Impressions. These boys were doing impressions for 45 minutes. It was classic. One too many shock tops. <laughs> One too many shock tops, yes. Uh, if you didn't know by now, after three episodes, we, we casually drink when we do podcasting. So, yeah. You are welcome, audience. <laughs> there's, no, there's no way to segue into that. There's no way to segue. Hey, guess what this podcast is about? 3D. Wow, sir. That's a great topic. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you think so. <laughs> you lied. You told me this was going to be about Ghostbusters 3. <laughs> <laughs> we felt as though we should continue the unnecessary sequel uh, conversation with two unnecessary sequels about unnecessary sequels. Oh, I get it. That guys, was a meta joke. Guys, guys. <laughs> Ghostbusters 4. Okay. 3D. Um, 3D. Wow. Yeah. 3D. All right. Let's focus. <laughs> so, um, well, we have Dread 3D coming out in like a week. Yeah. Or so, and so this is somewhat topical. Somewhat. Uh, 3D has been you know, not really unique. I mean, it's been unique because there was a point in time for about 20 years where there was no real 3D movies being released. And yet now in the past, like, five years, it's just been, like, gangbusters. They're going, at least every major summer movie is has a 2D and a 3D version coming out. And um, we can all blame it on Avatar. Well, even before Avatar, though. I mean, Avatar was the one that, like, absolutely drove the nail in, you know, but uh, there were plenty of other movies beforehand that were being released in 3D, and it started with, like, My Bloody Valentine 3D, and just, like... Beowulf in 3D. Beowulf wasn't done in 3D was as really? well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, it was yeah, motion capture. It was, like, a motion capture 3D. Exactly. And so now, what's even weirder, though, is that instead of actually shooting a movie with a 3D camera, most of the movies you see now were shot in 2D but they they even shot it with the full intention of knowing it was going to be released in 3D which to me is kind of weird like they have the technology why not shoot the movie in the, the format expensive. are they more expensive cameras they are considerably more expensive cameras oh, right. um, but at the same time like it's not like they're going to never use the camera again they're just going to what's more expensive I wonder using the camera or doing the upscaling Hiring a company afterwards. Well, I mean, the studios are all about efficiency, so I'm guessing the the conversion technology is still more cost effective mm. than to deal with the mm. the camera. But that might be something that we have to have, pull some data up on to, to right. confirm. I'm on it. David is on his laptop. I'm on it, chief. We need to have insert sounds of you like typing on so, a typewriter. You can't tell. You can't tell. David's actually wearing a fedora right now with a giant press tab sticking out of it, out of the ribbon. Going away from the topic think, again. You know, no, it's I okay. Think, Go ahead. I, I think with you know, I, I think it's easier for them to do a conversion to 3D because if you shoot it in just 3D, you're kind of stuck, right? Mm-hmm. You're stuck mm-hmm. in just 3D. You right. Can't really, I think it's probably harder for them to convert it from 3D to 2D. 
Right. right. So they shoot it in 2D with the idea of shooting it, you know, converting over to 3D because that way they can have two markets to be able to play the movie again. More money for their pocket. You know, because it's like, oh, people would love to see things in 3D. You know, like I think the last movie I saw in 3D was uh, The Avengers. Yeah. And that was too. only because I did the Marvel movie marathon and like they, like once they get to Iron Man 2, you're... You're locked into 3D. It gets weird, though. Like, I remember I was watching Captain America recently with some family, and, you know, it's a 2D... I think they upscale it as well. It's a 2D film with, with 3D upscaling, and you watch it, and it's, you know, totally normal movie, and then out of nowhere, you have a scene where he throws the shield, and it's, like, full, facing the camera, shield gets thrown at you, and you kind of sit there and you go, oh, yeah, this was definitely intended for the 3D release of the film. It almost takes you out of the movie, in a way, because it just kind of yeah. is so drastic. He's, like, looking dead at the camera. I feel like that's what Richard Roper says too. Uh, he's mentioned that numerous times in his when he critiques movies that the three D most of the time takes you out of the story. But there have been yeah. a few movies that really like deserved to be in three D, and I, I, most of them have been animated. I feel like, like yeah, mm. yeah, um, Pixar and and subsequently Disney have been pretty much um, top top of the list of people who are who are putting out the three D. Um, movies, Cars 2 came out in 3D. Mm. Um, a lot of the sequels, they're re-releasing Beauty and the Beast. They're planning on doing it with more of the classics. They just re-released. Uh, I saw Beauty and the Beast Emo. in 3D. I and did actually, too. It was very good. It was really? it was lovely. Yes, yeah, it, it was. was. Very, there were some. Yeah. There, it was pretty much only for the scenery yeah. shots. And the reason why they did that was because Beauty and the Beast was the first time Disney had allowed the budgeting for that type of work, where they created the foreground and background and the movement to it. Because prior to them, they had really cut their budget mm. Mm, mm, uh, on that that type of animation. Did anybody see Clash of the Titans way back when, when it came out in 3D? Uh, no. Yes. I saw it in 3D. That was one of the, uh, I remember that was one of the big deal movies that it was upscaled, that they shot in 2D and they upscaled it in 3D. And it was it was a weird experience. Um, I remember specifically uh, uh, Ray Fiennes as uh, Hades. He had this thing going on with his hair and it was floating in the background. It just, it was so weird. It didn't enhance the experience at all. It just made me stop and go, this is really weird. Like you I just don't get creeped out instead of it's like it's not like he was any closer to me. It's that he was further away and his hair was even further away than him. <laughs> it was just a really strange experience. Yeah, so I wasn't able to find how much an actual like professional grade three D movie costs, but an actual movie camera that they use, right? Mm -hmm. Like the standard film cameras are. Eh, let's see, they start at three grand for a Sony and Canon for semi pro models. And Pro Series use such as uh, Red One brand and Canon Pro Series are twenty to seventy five grand to own it. So using that as like your base, like you can only yeah. imagine how much more three mm. D cameras probably. So right. if you're going from like three to like three, you know seventy five thousand. And those are low grade professional too, are, yeah. because mm. when you get to the high end professional, we're talking <clears throat> hundreds of thousands of dollars just for plain two D cameras as well. Um, I mean, the Red, I think at one point was at least at that price point, and now that they're the price has gone down because it's been in development for for like right. five or six years now. Plus, you got to think about all the film that they. I mean, I know it's all digital, but I mean, there's certain people you know that still like to use, you know, film out there. I mean, specifically, most notably, it's Steven Spielberg. Like, he's still. I, I know he just converted over. But well, he did it because he had to, though, with uh, with, the, with the, the Ten Ten movies. Yeah, uh, they because, twisted his arm because they couldn't. They they couldn't feasibly do it with live action, so mm -hmm. they had to go with digital capture. But there's also other films that were good, I think, that were converted, too. Like, um, even though the movie wasn't that great, The Green Hornet, I thought the 3D conversion on it was actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that was another movie that they shot it with the intention, the full intention of being able to convert it. So they had to shoot things certain ways. So, okay, so keeping that in mind, then, if, if they're thinking about as they're shooting it, they know they're going to convert it. 
And as Robert was saying, with um, certain scenes being purposely set up, um, how do we feel about 3D in certain instances? Is it a gimmick or is it artistic merit? Mm -hmm. See, of all the 3D movies that I found, the only one that really like stood out was Avatar. And that's because that movie's purpose was to display 3D on a non-animated level. I think up until that point, movies like My Bloody Valentine, or even like Beowulf, like we mentioned earlier, like one was animated and one was you know a horror film that that used it for the gimmick purposes. So like this was truly a way for him to say like, okay, here's this vast world that I've created. I want you to feel like you're a part of it. Like I will give him kudos to that. That was probably the only thing that made that movie worth watching was the 3D element. For me, going to go see a 3D movie, it, I really like it's really noticeable the first five, ten minutes as I'm starting to adjust, and then I completely forget that I'm watching a 3D movie. It has no bearing on me whatsoever. And yeah. it's like, and like, the only times, like Robert said, you know, was like the, <clears throat> was the shield throwing. But other than that, it's like 3D movies now with these intense, there's like maybe two or three scenes where they're like, oh yeah, right. we'll have that thing like pop out at them. But for most of the time, it does nothing for me. Right, right. And yeah. there were times where like, I remember seeing Captain America in 2D, and then, then I think I saw it in 3D, and I didn't even think about the shield thing when I saw right. it in 2D um, because it just it never it didn't register you know um, it just looked like a uh, interesting shot and that's just me but um, did you feel like that was worth it though to you no no, no? I think the only reason I remember you and I saw it together and like the only reason why we went to see it in 3D was because that was the only time it was available right like if right. I'm given the choice of like to see a 2D movie over 3D <clears throat> I'm gonna go 2D yeah because to me it's like there's nothing about the 3D that really makes it pop like like for instance like Toy Story 3 like, I really enjoyed that movie, but nothing about the the 3D made that movie that much more special right. for it. There were a couple of moments where you really noticed it for sure, right. but like, yeah, yeah it didn't really thing. add like, anything there are to moments. it. Like, yeah. like, to kind of like kick it back really old school, like, don't you remember like when TGIF would have like 3D Friday nights and they would yeah, do it like every Using so the old technology. And, yeah, yeah, they used the old technology, but then they would like, they did it for gimmick purposes. And it feels like that's what 3D was supposed to be, to have like, things poke out at you and you'd be like, ah, I can't really look, look, their fingers right there. And, well, you make up a really good point, though, because that's where 3D came from. I mean, and not just 3D, we can go on about all gimmicks, IMAX, or which is mostly Limax, D-Box, we can talk about, um, you know what you made me think of just a moment ago? Huh. Do you guys remember this movie from the early 90s called Matinee at all? Who had John Goodman in it? He was a movie producer. He was like the master of, of uh, suspense. He basically was like an American version of Alfred Hitchcock. Look it up. It's pretty cool. You may have been the only person to see that movie. No, okay, I, I wasn't. But... I just looked it up. Only one person saw it. And, <laughs> and it was uh... Brian. <laughs> I'm kidding. Go on. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're alone on that ship, bud. <laughs> um, but here, but he, he was a not just a director, but he also controlled the, the experience of seeing a movie. And in the 50s, when, when 3D came out, it was... Anything that could get somebody out of the lure of watching their television set, which was also a new medium, and into the theater. Because the right. studios were genuinely terrified of television, that it was going to kill the experience of going to a movie. Sure, sure. And I can't help but think of the parallel to the early 21st century when we see the same thing. We see movies that are being converted because we know that due to Netflix and due to the inexpensive nature of DVDs and Blu-rays, the right. people and the large TVs you can get now, 
for very for three D TVs. Three D TVs, exactly. Which is horrible for people with corrective lenses. Nevertheless, the point is, even with a three D TV, even though that's still two or three grand, that's the fact that it's affordable now. Yeah. For you to have a home theater system with surround sound mm-hmm. and all that. I mean, we have a 70-inch television in the other room. My grandmother calls it the IMAX room when she comes and visits by, as a joke. But it's kind of a, a really deep statement. And when she says that, do you correct her and say, no, Grandma, it's Limax. The Limax. No. <laughs> no, I don't. Because she might slap me. Uh, <clears throat> you know, there is that, there's just that big parallel of, right. you know, I why think, do you want to go to movies? It's expensive now, too, to go to a movie. I think it's it comes expensive. from two places with the 3D. Like, I imagine, I don't know, I'm not a film producer, but... I imagine you either do it for one um, to, to do it artistically. I want to make a 3D movie that brings people into the experience that that makes them feel like they're part of the story. I think Avatar is a good example of that. Um, the heads-up displays on their kind of yeah. holographic computers. That was a really cool feeling of the the display coming around my head as I was looking at what they were looking on the screen. And then there's people that do it um, not artistically, but the argument being that it's an experience. So, okay, cool. We're going to make this superhero movie. It's going to be shot in 2D. But we're going to upscale it to 3D to give viewers that experience of being a part of the movie. But it's really kind of half-hearted in that it wasn't shot that way. And like you were saying earlier, we've included a few scenes, but it really wasn't intended to be a 3D movie. So for me, like despite all this technology, like I've got a big 3D TV at home and however often we use it, it seems to me like that that sign on the side of the road for a vacation spot that says, come down here, come to the magic wonder world where it shows the family and they're all smiling and having a great time. Like every day is a wonderful summer day and we get on the rides and it's fun, but it's really not like that. Like you kind of get into the experience and it's more like a cloudy day, like cool. It's a brisk temperature and it's kind of fun, <laughs> but the, the reality, it's just, it just seems to be this thing that, that the movie world keeps pushing and pushing and pushing like 3d. You have to experience it in 3d. See it. the shield flies out at your face. The superheroes are really there, but then you see it and it's like, no, the shield really didn't fly out of my face and I could have saw this in 2D and the experience would have been the same and I probably would have saved money for popcorn, which I didn't buy with the 3D version because I couldn't afford the popcorn. May I interject that I'm pretty sure the reason why we keep having you come back to the show is because you just have the best metaphors ever. Ever. They're just lovely. 3, 3D is just... Chocolate and mashed potatoes. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a theme park that's running... But man, the guy in the suit just doesn't want to be there. <laughs> and there's our tagline for the episode. That there was, you go. Uh, that is so but, So I have to say, so 3D TV, like, it's strictly 100%. Like, you can't, like, click a button and be like, oh, I don't have to wear the glasses now. I'm gonna click there, there is some cool stuff you can do. You can, Well, no, you have to wear the glasses, but you can do some cool things with, like, regular 2D movies and television. You can actually hit a button and it, it upscales it to 3D, but it does it in a creative way in that it pushes the background back. It doesn't try to pull the foreground forward. Oh, okay. Um, so you do get this cool like depth of field thing, but I don't want to sit in my living room and wear goggles to watch my television. Yeah, I yeah. want to like focus on eating chicken wings and being able to see the TV clearly instead of having to have headgear and... I just, I just got this really funny image of you in a bathrobe with the big old goggles on and like <laughs> one of your roommates comes in and you're just like... What are you doing? What are you watching, Robert? Turns his head. <laughs> yeah. Golf. I remember when we first got it in the house, it came with a copy of like Pirates of the Caribbean 4, uh, Stranger Tide, and we threw it in. And there was a cool thing with the DVD menu where Jack Sparrow points his sword at the camera. And the first time you see it, you're like, oh, wow, the, the sword, it's, it's really coming out at me. But within five minutes, it kind of gets into this weird all right, I kind of have to sit a certain way in the living room to see the 3D, to really experience it. Yeah. And 
Now it's really just a matter of things coming out at me. I'm not drawn into the story. It's just swords and cannonballs and fingers pointing, but there's nothing that makes me feel like I'm any closer to that movie experience than had I seen it in 2D. So now I'm going to ask what we're all thinking. Have you watched porn on your 3D TV? Oh, I can say that. I <laughs> no. I was not thinking that at all, actually. I just wonder things if that's coming thing. out you are, at you. You are under oh, no obligation to answer that no, question. No, I've seen, I can, I can list them. I've seen Pirates of the Caribbean 4. Uh, I've seen, I think I watched like Thor in 3D. with, And that was kind of cool with the hammer coming out at me. And then... Just, everything just comes at the screen. Yeah, that's all Swords, it is. All shields, it is hammers. And then I think I might have watched Up in 3D. Maybe. See, I saw Up in 3D at the theaters. And, like, again, it was one of those movies where, like, the part where he initially takes off... Like, that part was cool because you got to see, like... Again, like you said, like, the depth perception, like, you right, know, right. as it was lifting up. But I just... I can't imagine... Like you said, like, I just can't imagine sitting right. on your couch with, like, wearing goggles... Being like, oh, man, all right, got to watch the news. And you just put them on, and you're like, all right. Oh, there's a fire in Oakland. Okay. Yeah. Right. You know, and I watched, I remember I was in Seattle, and I, there was a Sony store at uh, some shopping center in Seattle, and we went in there, and I tried on the 3D, and it was, like, cool, like you said, for about two minutes. Right. After about two minutes, though, not only did it stop being noticeable, but right. I actually started to feel uncomfortable wearing the glasses. Yeah. I, like it was giving me a headache. You don't go on a roller coaster for an hour. You go on a roller coaster for five minutes, right? If you're on there for more than five minutes, it becomes pretty apparent pretty quickly that those seats aren't the most comfortable, and the metal bar that's holding you in place is not equally as comfortable. Not only that, but you probably start vomiting uncontrollably. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, it's just it's it becomes weird quickly, and it, it's one of those things where you kind of go, "Oh, this is cool. That's really creative. That's kind of funny," but. A two-hour movie, especially nowadays with movies getting into two hours, two and a half hours. Oh, yeah. If it's a third in a trilogy, right, obligatory two hours and 45 minutes. It's like, you know what? <laughs> I came home to relax and enjoy this movie. The headgear, too much. Trying to figure out where I should sit in the living room to get the best experience possible, too much. I'm not going to move my recliners for the sake of my television. <laughs> they're, they're where they're meant to be. And that's why I think that 3D, and it sounds really silly, and I know that fully going in. But that's why I think that 3D really isn't going to be viable until it's holographic. Mm. And, and like, until the experience is not just two-dimensional. It's literally an image that is in but front of really, you. I mean, like, there are certain movies that I know that I would never want to be fully immersed in. At no point do I ever think, like, man, I wonder what it would be like to be in American History X. Hmm. Yeah, let's see Schindler's List in 3D. Right. And Nobody like, wants to it's see like, that. It's like no, a favorite, it no, has a time. Line. But I mean, that's the thing, though. Was like if, 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 yeah. we, if he's got a 3D TV at home, right. right, and they're building up towards this holographic future, like if you throw on Saving Private Ryan, you yourself are going to have flashbacks yeah. of things that you've never even been, like you saw because you were there, and you're like, I'm, I need to leave. Well, you My get house a good is point. not the beaches of Normandy. You get into a good point, too, right? Like, look at all the movies that are doing 3D. It's the summer blockbusters. Um, yeah. Kind of the, the sci-fi superhero experiences, right? Like you're the not family gonna, movies. Family movie, or, well, Prometheus, right? But uh, it was a <laughs> starfish. A the family, the family <laughs> feel-good movie. It was a giant year. starfish. <laughs> um, but you look, you look at those movies, like, it, the answer's already there, right? Because you can't take a movie like a World War II movie and justifiably make it 3D without undermining the art of your movie and saying, oh, we made a movie that graphically represents one of the worst periods in human history and we've made it in 3d so you can experience it in new ways that you never thought possible nobody even more horrifying can right you the, can you imagine being the guy that has to market that's like really i have to right, write right. something for this nobody like, yes please it's that's the fantasy reality factor nobody wants to be in that world they want to see that world with the safety of being able to leave it after two hours i don't want to feel like i was involved in the telling of that tale and trapped in that world with exactly. them exactly 
Um, and that's probably why we're seeing mostly superhero movies do this because I want to feel like a superhero. The only problem is I'm getting a shield thrown at my head. I'm not throwing the shield. Right. right. And it's not the first person perspective. But you Let's know, to, do it interactive. To bring it to yeah. superhero movies and to bring it back to the Avengers, personally, I actually like the 3D version of the Avengers more than the 2D. Like I saw it the first time in 3D, similar situation. I went, 2D was not available, went ahead and did it in 3D. And I thoroughly enjoyed it in 3D. It was amazing. Saw it again in 2D, and I felt like it was still good, but I felt like it was kind of, it wasn't as, it wasn't as enjoyable mm. thing. And that's, maybe that's just me, but like. I can't say I felt like I was, when I watched the 3D, I felt comfortable watching it. And in being comfortable watching it, it was because I realized there wasn't that much coming out at me and striking me, that I was just watching it as if right. I was watching it. was going less movie. for gimmick. It was actually, right. and I think that's the important piece, is looking even looking at Avatar, Right. At no point in Avatar do I remember a shot where there was an object flying out at me. Mm. It was stuff usually going away from you, like yeah. you were in a landscape, but, yeah. you, but you were following it. You know, right, like right. when they're on the giant flying creatures, you're following it, you're in it. And uh, I also heard, I never saw it in 3D, but How to Train Your Dragon was, I heard, yeah, amazing I it. It in was 3D. Good. It was good. Uh, and that was a movie that, because it was computer generated, was actually right, designed right. For, right. For, for the 3D environment. Um, so there are movies, I believe, that. Do, do justice to the medium, but well, they're the one, few and far between. The one that I'm looking forward to the most is uh, is Great Gatsby. Um, Me too, actually. With, uh, with Baz Luhrmann. Why? Why? Um, okay, because I... Baz Luhrmann? Uh, yeah, Baz Luhrmann. Say what again. So, <laughs> say what again. <laughs> because, okay, so if you watch his previous works, we're skipping over Australia, um, but if you watch Moulin Rouge, you know, the, everything with that was so highly stylized. Could you imagine if that was if that movie was shot in 3D? That would have been not, it, again, it's the pulling away from you because all of his shots aren't so much coming at you, but pulling away, right? And I'm going to say that with, um, if you have read The Great Gatsby to the in-depth perspective that I have as an English major. Right. Yeah. yeah. For those, our listeners, as your, <laughs> listeners like, ah, as your listeners remember, she has an English degree. I do have an English degree. She has an opinion. I do have an opinion. It's official. It is. <laughs> <laughs> my my opinion is canon, damn it. <laughs> okay, so... So um, so the whole idea with, with F. Scott Fitzgerald, everything that he depicted in that book, the imagery is what's so striking. That's what made that book so powerful. Is it was yeah. all the color. It was all of everything that was happening in the Roaring Twenties. These lavish parties of new money versus old money and all of that is just so completely powerful that I think that that imagery... It will totally hold up in 3D. But do you, do you feel like, and this is a question for all of you, and uh, if we want to post it as like a Twitter question too, we can. Um, but do you feel like the 3D takes away, just a little bit away from the story in just a minute, just basically it's like before, you know, people made films because it's like I had a really great story that I want to tell, right? So they, so they put it down. And like what Brian said was that, you know, he sat there and he, you just mentioned that you saw you know, the Avengers and that you saw in 3D first and you're like, wow, this is fantastic. I felt so great afterwards. Saw it the second time and you scanned your 2D and you said, man, it was still good, but it was missing something. But it was like, but nothing about that story has changed. That story, as, as the Avengers is a story, that story right. is solid. Yeah, right? it it's wasn't contingent on the 3D. Right, and that's the thing. It's like, are we at a position now where it's like, you know, like I'm sure, I'm sure that Great Gatsby will visually hold up to what the well, book yeah, and has it's... promoted. But it's like, would it be any less spectacular 
without the 3D? I don't think so. Well, I don't think so, but it's also being shot in 3D. The same thing could be said, I think, for any script because, I mean, first of all, let me say I agree with you 100%. When I was reading The Great Gatsby in high school, I saw imagery Mm -hmm. that the way Baz Luhrmann, like I saw shots in that trailer. It's supposed to be immersion into the the story. And I saw those shots and thinking, this is exactly how I envisioned it in the book. I need to see this movie for that reason. You know, you take any script, any story, and you choose the medium, you know. You can choose to adapt it for stage. You can choose to adapt it for film or for animation or for radio. Or now I think 3D is almost its own subgenre of movie, you know. It, it's, its own, it's its own beast in a way. And the director chooses that style to help enhance the, story, the telling of the story. Just like you would choose a certain type of style for a film or, you know, a certain style for when you're staging it on as a play. So what you're saying is it's no longer an aid to help, like, give your story a visual... It's now its own... We can actually start classifying it as its own style, whereas you have, like, a horror genre. You have, like, a dramatic genre, a comedic genre. Now you have a 3D, 3D genre. genre. Kind of. I don't think the, the genre schema is all black and white, though, because... I mean, well, no, it's not, because everything melts together. I mean, right, right. I mean, to kind of go, like, really, you know, classical here, like... Romeo and Juliet, everyone thinks it's a tragedy. It's actually a comedy at the beginning that, be- that more into In fact, if it wasn't for the ending, it would be a comedy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's almost become its own genre along with all the other ones. So now it could be like, a, oh, it's a it's a horror thriller 3D or it's a you know comedic yeah. historical book adaptation 3D. Sort movie. of, but then, okay, so then if you go back and look at some of the, the 3D movies of the 50s, though, I mean, there was a pretty specific target when you're saying sci-fi b-movie 3d right. yeah. you see they did, it for, they did it for the gimmick purposes like that was, originally yeah. if you think about it like, that was just for it was the, a technical gimmick right it was just there for people to be like oh gee willikers like that alien really shot its laser yeah. at me but, the, like, but but if you think about the movies that they did that did do that for those were those were horror movies they were sci-fi movies there were ones that were supposed to generate reaction exactly right? yeah but is that necessarily a gimmick i think that could here be here's my analogy to that here we go here we go uh, so look, an author doesn't write uh, a story based on the paper that it's going to be printed on, right? They write the story for the sake of the story, and whether it ends up on smooth paper or the rough cut paper or an ebook, it doesn't matter. It's all about the words they put down. For a lot of these movies, going back to the shield throwing scene, that to me is like we're thinking about the experience. We're gonna we're gonna throw something at the audience. We're gonna draw them in. So. I'm going to print this paper. I'm going to print on this paper that's got ridgy, a ridgy feel to it. It's all rigidy and it's kind of an ivory print. So it's like, all right, the paper doesn't enhance the story that I'm reading. Having scenes in there like that would be completely analogous to the author manually typing in mid-sentence in the middle of the story going, just like the rigid paper in your hand right now, the shield felt rigid <laughs> in his hand. It's like there's no need for it unless it's like you're you're truly trying to define a medium yeah. and saying, hey, you're involved in telling the story. I, and I can't think of a way to do that with books to kind of put the icing on the cake with this analogy, but there's no need for those kind of scenes because they do nothing more for me than interject right. the experience and pull me out of it. Right. right. Um, whereas to your point with the great Gatsby, it's written intentionally with the idea that you are being pulled past the paper into this book. And a lot of artists do that really well. A lot of authors do it really well, but not every book commands that kind of experience right. with that kind of description. Well, it also goes back to the idea that it's an adaptation, right? The original media is always going to be the original medium. Right. A lot of the movies we're seeing are original scripts that were. I mean, with Avengers was a comic book, yes, but you know, there. You know, when you look at Pixar's works, everything that Pixar has done since, I believe, Up, right, has been in both two D and three D, and those are almost all original stories that they're that they're creating. 
and you know, I'm going to go Aristotle on you for a second, but Aristotle talked about the elements. You know, they talked about it wasn't just the plot. It was also the sounds, the music, the language, right. the spectacle, all the other elements that tie into the overall experience of going to see a play since there was no movies in ancient Greece. But Wait, you know, I think what? This... Movies are a new thing? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think about, think about comic books too, right? Like comic books, for me, it's very rarely an issue of the paper. The paper never draws me into the story as much as it makes me think, oh, this is a really good presentation of the story. Like Marvel clearly spent more money on the paper for this, but it does nothing more to bring me into that world. So conversely, I could watch a Christopher Nolan film and go, wow, he used IMAX cameras. Like he's trying to display this world to me in a way that I haven't seen before. It's a high quality presentation, but it doesn't bring me into that world anymore. Um, And I'll use the opening scene of The Dark Knight as an example when they're going over Chicago. I don't think, oh, wow, it's like I'm actually flying over Chicago. That, that thought never crosses my mind. It's going, wow, look at Chicago. It looks fantastic. <laughs> right. And I see, I, th- I think that's where I probably dip. Because like I said, when I watch 3D, it's like it's there for about two or three minutes. And then I, I, then I get enveloped in the story. And I completely forget that there's you know, things that are happening that are beyond the, the, the two-dimensional world. And for me, what draws me into the movie is, is the story. It's the characters. It's the way that it's written. It's the dialogue. It's the relationships. So it's that... It's those elements that bring me in. So for 3D, to me, like, I feel like it gets lost on me because it does just get kind of thrown into the background. Like, visually, yeah, it's cool. And I think for, and I think my mind will probably be, you know, completely, you know, changed when I watch The Great Gatsby whenever it comes out because I got pushed back for whatever reason. Um, But I feel like, I feel like as it stands now, to watch a 3D movie is basically just me paying a little bit extra for you know special glasses to wear and it really has no bearing on how i feel about after leaving the story like after i left the avengers to kind of like call back because that's the most recent one i can think of is when i walked out of there i didn't go like man like when they we did that thing, we didn't see prometheus in 3D. Huh? It was oh, just we <laughs> well even prometheus it was like unfortunately we had to go see prometheus in 3d like to be honest like i walked out going like the story like did this for me or like these mm-hmm. characters decisions and so on and it never once have I ever sat there and went, man, three. the only time I did that was Avatar because that was the first time I've ever seen human beings in a 3D environment. Well, asking the group here, do you think then 3D will be a more of a valid medium when it's not more expensive to see it so, than it would be if, to see a 2D film? That's pretty interesting because um, I was doing a, a little bit of reading today and I, um, I guess what they're saying is for the most part in the box office numbers and the actual turnout – 3D movies are not generating as much of a draw right. as the 2D versions. And, and you're looking at upwards from 3 to 10% of a difference in, in box office numbers. Wow, well, really? Is it yeah. just me, though? Or have you guys experienced going to your local movie theater and 8 out of 10 showings are 3D and 2 are in 2D and the times of those showings are few and far between? Um, I'll actually say there is just for example, Do you think I they're will, trying to force you to watch the 3D version? Uh, I mean, they make more money, but I remember looking at a screen a few months ago again with the Avengers looking up at the uh, the little LED display and it was like Avengers 3D, Avengers 3D and it was at least five showings and then getting to the 2D showing which is what I was looking for and it was 10.45 a.m., 3.30 p.m. and 8.20 p.m. And it was like, wow, you're really... And I know the they're movie's a long like movie mm, but... They're 10, treating it like it's a movie that's been out for six months and they're mm, like, okay, we're going to slowly right, start to phase right. it out. Yeah. Um, I, I, and with that being that's said, I don't think consumers have really defined... Uh, what is to be expected because you kind of got this tug and pull, right? Companies want you to go see 3D. They want you to experience it in 3D because they make more money. That's pretty much it. Um, consumers it apparently don't seem like they want 3D because it's declining more and more. Um, 
And yet our perception is there's fewer and fewer options to go see the movie in 2D when it comes out. So there's definitely a tug and pull between what people want and what they're being given. Yeah, I think you're right that the average audience doesn't want spectacle. They want, I mean, spectacle is right. is important, but they want better stories. Right. And that, well, that's first and foremost. But then, so another thing that is kind of interesting to point out in the 50s and the late 50s, the reason why 3D had a decline was not because of the audiences, but because of the um, technical inconvenience of it, because mm -hmm. it was projecting two things at the same time. It took two projectionists and you had to make sure it was all synced up. Yeah. So that's why it kind of like just crapped out the first time around and then phased out in and out they, for a while. I wonder if they charged more. For 3D back then, I don't you know. think for labor and parts used, I wonder Go if they charge more. Yeah, look it up on the internet. David is on <laughs> the trail. <laughs> your, your average movie was a nickel, and your 3D movie was 15 cents. <laughs> Popcorn was a quarter. Dear God. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of was that? Rip -off that? Like you spend how much is it for a 3D ticket? Oh, it was oh, 15, 17 bucks. Yeah. Well, 17, 17 is 3D and IMAX combined. Yeah. 14 is around what it is for 3D. I actually or think IMAX. I paid 21 for The Dark Knight Rises. What? Yeah, what the? Yeah, yeah, for IMAX 3D. Because no, Dark Knight Rises true. did not come in 3D. Yeah, no, it was. Now nah, I'm, I'm out of my mind thinking that. But it was uh, <laughs> it was 17 bucks for IMAX at the theater I went That's to. Crazy. So yeah. I, if it was in 3D, cray -cray. in my crazy world, it would have been 21.99. <laughs> Makes sense to me. No catchphrases. What? Yeah. So that's what that feels like. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you, Batman. Glad to have you stop by. Sean Connery and now Batman. Oh yeah. my god. This is a star-studded podcast. Yeah, if only wait, Morgan wait. Freeman would stop by. Sean, wait, can you do Sean Connery and Batman? Can you, can, you, can, you, can you combine those two monsters together? So that's what that feels like. <laughs> oh, he's going to be more gravity. So that's what that feels like. So that's what that feels like. <laughs> that's that terrible. sounds weird. <laughs> sounds like John Connery's really constipated. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, so I was uh, I was hearing another thing too, kind of, again, about the, the technical ease. And I wonder if this would make a difference. They're, you know, trying to work on the technology as in the next step hmm. and kind of being able to watch 3D without the glasses. Well, I think this may be an entirely other podcast altogether, but speaking of next steps, I think the, what, 48 frames per second with The Hobbit, that to me seems like the evolution of cinema, or at least a very plausible next step in terms of what we're seeing on the screen and yeah. not what the screen is throwing at us. Well, sure. 48 frames per second is clever, but it's the equivalent of 60 frames per second. 60 frames per second is double 30, 48 is double 24, and 24 is the normal frame rate of film so it's actually just peter jackson being smart about how he shoots yeah. his films in hd versus what does it equate to De technically was more data on the screen you see you can potentially see more it's smoother there's more okay. motion being captured within okay. the moment um but for some reason at the 24 interval versus the 30 interval there is a more of a flicker oh wow uh, and it creates that cinematic look that most people have gotten used, used to, to. Right over the last one. Whereas 70 30 years. has that really smooth video look to it. Right, right. Yeah. I wasn't able to find how much uh, 3D tickets were, but a regular ticket, 25 cents for kids under 12 and 50 cents for over 12 and adults. So if we said that there was maybe a little bit of inflation to run, you know, two projectionists and show your 3D movie, you're probably looking at, hmm, right, be a dollar. Can you do me a favor real quick? Just hey, to talk about the cost of... Like if you're under 12, yes. it's 25 cents. Can you do me a favor? Um, just to put things in perspective, can you also look up what a, what the price of gas was and what the ca price of a hamburger at McDonald's was at that time? 
because I don't think the inflation has is actually proportionate. I think movies are actually far more expensive than oh, the inflation right. or yeah, any yeah. of this. Well, you figured you had to pay for glasses too, right? And I don't know how much the paper glasses were back in yeah, the day the with the green and the, the red. The the red probably a nickel or something, yeah. yeah. But a nickel back then. Yeah. You buy a house. I can't believe you just said nickel back on a podcast. Shame on you. You're the only one that picked up on that. Yeah, yeah, you were thinking about them. I have an ear for really bad music. (laughs) Nickelback, I heard it. Where? Let me kill him. Sarah's trying to tell us she loves the Spider-Man Two soundtrack. Whoa! I'm about to flip this. Hero was actually done on the Spider-Man One soundtrack. You guys saw Amazing Spider-Man, right? Yeah. Did you see it in 3D? No, saw it in no, 2D. Because that, that end scene where he's jumping through the, the cranes. The, the cranes sure we didn't thing. see it in 3D? That was I all thought, 3D. Did we see it in 3D? We did, because I wanted to see it specifically for that one scene. Because I was like, okay, I want to see that that like satellite thing from the tower just fall down. I think we were more like, oh, wow, that's C. Thomas Al. Can we, can we take a quick poll amongst the four of us, just with a yay or nay, uh, who actually enjoys, I'm not going to say prefers, but enjoys 3D movies? It really depends on the film, like to I'm be honest. Go nay. Based on averages, based on what we've been given as an audience in terms of movies over the last four years. If I'm going to a movie, most of the time, because I'm pretty cheap, I'm not spending the money on 3D. Last, Actually, the last movie that I saw in 3D was Tron Legacy. Great movie. I, I didn't see Tron Legacy in 3D, but I enjoyed the crap out of that movie. Yeah. You know, I will say this. The, the more movies I remember in the past few years of seeing in 3D, I have really, really enjoyed. Right. But I can't say that's been because they were in 3D. The yeah. only one that stands on my mind is Avatar, where I said, wow, that's a really creative use of the cameras. Yeah. Um, that's basically that, it, And yeah. that's because he devoted his, like, that was his career. Right. Like, he was state, like, if, if he could <laughs> he be president, the like, camera. that was, like, his, yeah. pre- like, that, that's what his presidency was And that's why about. we're getting three more, because <laughs> yeah. he's not done. Yeah, he's already talked about, like, the, he's like, yeah, Avatar 4, it's like, hold on. Is James, the story, yeah. story going to get better? Well, apparently the next one is supposed to, either two or three is supposed to talk about um, the ocean. It's supposed to go into, like, the ocean ecosystem. That tells me nothing about character. That just says that it's... it's a James Cameron movie. It just means that 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 means it's Aqua Fern Gully. The only, the only good, and and maybe I'm going to get chastised here, but the only two good James Cameron movies that had good characters and good plot and good dialogue were Terminators 1 and 2. You know, hang on a second. Now, people have been saying that Avatar was Ferngully in space, Ferngully in space, and did no one else notice that it was basically Dances and Dances with Wolves? Yes, yeah, absolutely. I caught, yeah. Thank yeah, you. No, slash no. The Last Samurai. Um, those are actually, <laughs> actually, if I'm going to, if I can English major Thank nerd you. out right now, um, actually, a friend, of my, a friend of mine and I had a discussion where um, Avatar was actually the prequel to Heart of Darkness, or in other words, Apocalypse Now. I, you know what? I was going to ask a serious question. Crazy. I was going to say you didn't like Titanic and ask you that question seriously because I, I enjoy I Titanic. Like, I like Titanic. But I then thought... my defense of it, the only thing that was going to come out of my mouth was paint me like one of your French girls. <laughs> and I felt like my entire argument was invalidated. <laughs> I think what I liked about Did you see it in 3D too? I did you? No, I didn't see it in 3D. I wanted no. to. Again, I didn't want to spend yeah. the money. Most moments with... in human history don't want to be on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> want to see the ship. Wow. <laughs> Ships oh come at me. It's got me the most. Which not, it was less work. about the whole, like, it, had they not had the whole Romeo and Juliet thing, which I remember reading an article and he's like, yeah, guys, um, so this love story, it's Romeo and Juliet. It's like, yeah, no shit, dude. Like, it's too stark. It's like the like, oldest trick in the book. Like, ah. Mind like, blown. The thing that got me the most was a, the, the, the cinematography was great in that movie. Yeah. The, 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 the period, like the costumes. I remember they won that year for costumes. I was like, damn, damn right they should. I mean, those were just impeccable. Yeah. The look of the ship, the fact that he basically rebuilt it was amazing. Yeah. And then when it got to like the two of them, like and don't get me wrong, I love Kate Winslet. I think she's great. I think she's sexy. I think movies that she's in, like I'll go see it because I think she's really good at what she does. Like like one of my favorite movies of her is The Reader. 
I mean, it's a fantastic film. Great so movie. Good. And, um, Great movie. But it's like, in that movie, it's like those two characters are so under like developed, and it's just those two archetypes of like, we love each other, but we're from different sides of the track. Right. I guess you, then what we're just saying is you can't go to a James Cameron movie no, expecting character but development. But what got me, the only character thing that got me was the old couple that was in the bed. As oh, God. They're in it for a split second, and I'm just like, I'm weeping, because I'm just like, yeah. holy shit. You're going to break Because that's heart. the moment. You kind of pivot on what, what you've said. Right. Okay. That's the moment that you really feel, without 3D, that you're actually a part of that. Like, you've been spending all this time on the ship, it's sinking, and you finally get to see all the people who got stuck and yeah. were screwed. Well, you know, I think two things. First of all, how dare you not mention True Lies, because True Lies had plenty of Great character movie. development. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, okay. All right, okay. I, I retract, I retract. Secondly, I feel like True Titanic, the Romeo and Juliet story, was more or less a device to get you tied into the reality of all the people that were, you know, yeah, that were, no, because, you know, he was, because the movie was really not so much about the upper crust, which is what she was from. It was more about the, the working class else. people who were trying yeah. to go over to America. And he was from that world. And he was in that world and interacted with those characters, you know. I think, I think we have to put a to be, a TBC, a to be continued on this podcast. And I'll tell you why. Because none of us have seen Titanic in 3D. We cannot argue the point of 3D mm. until... We see Billy Zane <laughs> in the yes. third dimension. Until I see Billy the Phantom Zane in 3D, I don't Thank think you for mentioning I don't yes. think I can make an educated any kind of statement on this podcast, even though I'm not doing it with any education at all. There's no computer. No, it's funny because did, did you get the Phantom when it came out on videotape? Because it had the oh, particular 3D yeah. where it was like him punching the fist with yeah. the ring is going That's at me. 3D. There's <laughs> <laughs> so I think, you know what they should do is every time they want to do 3D, just have a cartoon. You know, like, they're starting to do, like, scratch and sniff at the movies now. Right. Like, they did it for the Spy Kids movie. Like, they literally hand out, like, did a scratch get, and sniff did card. You, did you go see Spy Kids? No, no, no. Someone I knew um, <laughs> went out, it, like, she was a nanny. She took her, her kids to go see it. And, like, they handed them a, yeah. a, a scratch and sniff that. card. And I was like, what? Like, why do you want to smell the movie? Now that's 3D. <laughs> wait, wait. Hey, no, they do at it, Disneyland. They, thank you. Like, at yeah. Disneyland, flying over Soren, California. Yeah, soaring over California. Now that's 3D. The... <laughs> <laughs> no, you just oh, keep wait, saying wait, that's wait. 3D. Did we, did we say no? Is. Did we say no catchphrases? <laughs> Captain yeah, well, they don't make you put on goggles. Can we smell Captain? Wait, no, wait. No. Let's not go there. Let's not go there. Let's not go there. <laughs> I think. So wait, is it a gimmick? Is it a final I think the, I think we have to come down to a final decision. Yeah. Do we feel like it's a gimmick now, or do we feel? I don't want to make a blank. I don't want to make a. I don't. I don't think you. Brian, go. Okay, so I'm all for it being to be continued. If you're going to have us over to your house and watch Titanic in 3D on your 3D television, because there's no other way we're going to be able to see it because it's no longer in theaters in 3D. We have to watch it under the agreement that contextually we're observing Billy Zane and not. <laughs> We can only Not rate the movie on the how ship. and how three dimensional Billy Zane was, and, and, and how good his wig was. Right? How good his wig, the wig person on him was. Three D Kate Winslet boob. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> really, guys? Think, didn't he? He also corrected the stars. I'm just gonna throw out there. Once you've seen him, you can already imagine him in three D. You, you don't need a visual aid for that. But it's Kate further. Winslet. But I've seen it twice now. In three D. I don't need to see it in three D. To like to like put things that people like naked people in the three D like it's yeah, it weird. Seems silly to me. Yeah, it's just sort yeah. of like if I'm gonna want to see three D boobs or like anything, it's just like. Yeah. So you so, guys are not on board with watching three D porn. No. no, I was. Thank you for bringing that up because <laughs> I think you and I were thinking the same that thing. That would which be, is, would not be 
kind of frightening. <laughs> well, it would be really, really frightening. <laughs> loose, a loose, a loose extension with what you're, you're talking about. What do you guys think about this segment? 3D documentaries. Like, imagine planet Earth in 3D or blue in 3D. Oh, what do you guys think about I would that? Breathtaking. Absolutely. I'd totally be down for like, that. If we'd done March of the Penguins in 3D? I think as an educational purpose, like like the tech museum. The I penguins think. are coming at me. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got a point. I think as an educational purpose, yeah. you could definitely get kids. If right. they did it, not as the gimmick. If they did it as Great, God, get, great Gatsby is trying to do, yeah, right. where, they, where they pull the background away instead of pulling the forefront to you, yeah, like, that would be, I think, far more entertaining. Imagine if you were in school, right, and you had to do, like, you're watching a video on, like, spiders and insects or something. Imagine the 3D if they were showing you the world through the spider's eyes, right? Like... Um, imagine awesome. and imagine that like a depth of field kind of perception that would be kind of yeah. cool for educational purposes well I think of it like like planetarium like going to the planetarium yeah. and seeing like yeah. a really cool planetarium to answer your question more definitively I'm of the mindset that there are there is craftsmanship and there is art art is what you strive for while using your craftsmanship you know okay. a person who plays guitar is not a master musician a person who can paint on a canvas is not a master painter 3D is a camera that you use you know, it is how artfully you use that camera while trying to do something else bigger that really, really it comes in the perception of what yeah, happens after the that's fact. That's well said. Yeah. That's what I think. I agree. Uh, the, the analogy was good. Not as good as Robert's, but that was good. You're no, I'm good. trying. You're working up to it. I'm trying. You're working up to it. Uh, <laughs> I'm like Batman Forever doing that. Like, your, his int- your entrance was good. His, his was better. better. <laughs> difference? Showmanship. <laughs> oh my goodness. I think uh, I think I I'm gonna sum it up and say I don't have a problem with it existing. I just it doesn't interest me as a consumer. Right. I think the next three D movie I will honestly go see is probably the next Avatar if and when it comes out. And looping it back into the beginning, I've heard Dread three D is actually supposed to be very good in three D. We'll see. I don't know. I think I'll just go see it in two D. Um I <laughs> Sir Sean Connery, what are you doing back here? Goldosh. I snuck in the door. Goldosh. You should really get better looks. Sarah, go. Okay, um, so while I am super duper stoked for um, The Great Gatsby coming out, I, again, I don't, well, I don't like blanket statements, so I'm not just going to say 3D sucks. Or 3D is awesome. Right. Um, but I'm kind of... I think of, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of with you, um, Robert, on this one. Like, as a consumer, it's just, you know, it's going to take something kind of special, I think, um, for me to want to go out and see it. That being said, you know, with the Star Wars um, movies oh. all being redone out in 3D, I will probably go see the original trilogy in yeah. 3D just because why yeah. the fuck not, you know? Do you think in the future, if let's say hypothetically, that seeing movies in like a mosaic filter where like you can't see any clear images, it's just all crystal <laughs> little, do you think Star Wars would be re-released? Probably. Star Wars mosaic 3D? Yes. Because well, yeah. George Lucas will be ahead in the jar and he's going to be like, gosh, we got to make this a movie. We got to do this. I, I don't, here's the thing. With Star Wars, I'm not mad that it's in 3D. I know they can, re, they can re-release Star Wars a billion times and I don't think I'll ever be upset that that movie's still in theaters. Uh, but case in point, what we're talking about, I don't think I need to see it in 3D. I, think, I don't need to see it in 3D. Yeah. Well, that was also, because that, that defines, I think it goes back to what we've been saying this whole episode. It defines the artist's intention. Yep. Lucas never made Star Wars with the intention of 3D. Lucas, the corporation is going back and saying, oh, let's milk some more of the cash cow, I think, with this. I'm not so sure. It's a little bit of Lucas himself. I know, but it's not Lucas being an artist. It's Lucas saying, money, you know. 
Um, yeah. Or maybe what what if he just wanted to do it to see if it could be done? I mean, it could the, be. It the could amount be. of the I'm amount of effort. A little cynical, but. No, no, I agree with you. But the amount, I think, the amount of effort that probably went into, especially the prequels, with the amount of digital effects in those oh, movies, yeah. the amount of effort that probably went into bringing those to life is. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's got to be insane. I'd watch Darth Maul get cut in half in 3D. Yes. <laughs> the ship shank. <laughs> <laughs> in 3D. <laughs> So I want to. I think as a group, we, should, we want to post this out to the uh, to you, the listener, and the, the Twitterverse, the Twitterverse, and, and the Facebook. Facebook people. We'll probably put like some sort of like. We'll put know, make a post. We'll, post. we'll put a poll. Um, so three D or not three D? Is it worth it to you as a consumer, or are, are you going to be blanket about it? Do you really want to? Is it three D or nothing, or is it no three D at all? Or are you like Robert and Terry, where you say? I'll do it if the project is worth the investment. Ooh, and, and here's the other thing, too. Um, maybe we should pose this one also. Do you think it will last? Ooh. Ooh. Okay, that's like a yes or no. Yes, we will. The po- ship shank? <laughs> <laughs> Question mark? Sean Connery do good? <laughs> Sean do good? <laughs> I almost made him a surfer that time. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to Nerds on Film. And we'll see you at the Snack Shack getting fat. Good night. Bye.